0: My volume's tight. You hear yourself? Yep. Straight up. Yup. Yup. (sighs) The most infamous podcast on planet Earth. Back again.
1: Yeah. It's Mm. hot as fuck outside.
2: Why,
0: bro?
1: You know what? And the the most fucked up thing is my air conditioning don't work in your car, dog. Like that's that's happening. This going down this weekend. (laughs) Like this weekend, that's getting fixed because yeah it's been it's been bad it's
0: unacceptable on many levels many levels it's so bad dog so you be riding with your windows down acting like you're trying to look cool you all really the time because I, I be in there sweating like a like a motherfucker and they're like oh man he really like his car he got the, the sunroof yeah open, sunroof the
1: open all the windows <laughs>
0: down yeah, yeah man. enjoying a day you like no my yeah. AC does not work and then like my office
1: like my building is freezing Mm. so i I can't really like if i wear t-shirts i am in there cold yeah you know if i wear long sleeves i'm outside hot yeah (laughs) it's it's so frustrating place right now it's so frustrating dog (laughs) it's all bad it's so bad
0: yeah i don't know what happened to the spring it no spring didn't happen it It went went from may april to basically august weather because this whole month has been like 90 yeah it's bugged out man yeah like it was snowing a month ago
1: crazy like a month and a half ago, it was snowing, and now it's ninety degrees. My
0: kids have been at the pool all day. Fucking crazy! How they grades looking, man? They allowed to go to the pool? Badass kids.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think my wife kicked them out because she worked late last night. She she probably got, told them to get the fuck out. The
0: house. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. Like, look, y'all, y'all. Sh- I shouldn't let y'all go. Yeah. But y'all getting on my nerve. to right. Kill I, y'all if I don't let yeah. y'all go. Straight up, I need to sleep. <laughs> so if y'all ask me one more thing, I'm gonna kill somebody. So. Nice, man. Yeah, man. So, uh, this week. This week. We have a topic that was given to us by a fan of ours. Mm -hmm. And uh, let me see if I can look at my man's name because this is one that uh, uh, came in. It is this one on Twitter from the Twitter machine. Ah. Uh, K-A-H-L-E-E 310. Looks like Cali Cali 310. Okay. And uh, he wanted us to talk about quality events, throwing quality shows. All right. And we're going to break that down because we have a reputation for doing these things. Hey, yeah. You know, it precedes us locally and nationally. We have been a part of many cool events. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to talk about this episode for everybody who's thinking about throwing events or who's been a part of events that didn't go well. We're going to break down the science behind this shit. You're going to drop science on them? all types of science (laughs) from a very high height. It will be dropped. From skyscraper onto their heads. All right, I'm word. dropping it like bird shit. <laughs> word. Unexpectedly like bird shit, in mm. the words of Biggie Smalls. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we're gonna drop science on you on this episode about, you know, how to throw a quality live event. And uh yeah, it's a lot of that going on and uh we'll take a break and we'll be right back. Word.
2: The super duty tough work with your host Blueprint, Blueprint. Raw and uncut Adult Conversations No shucking no jobbing, and no cool shit. Never bought a Bone Thug's Harmony record. Me neither.
0: I mean no this, Some people really like him, but I don't know. some people love fucking bone. I mean there ain't nothing wrong with it, bro. Yeah. I miss my Uncle Charles, y'all. Yeah, that's all our rivers at that Uncle Charles. And then shit. the first EP, the EP, Crossroads
1: the original EP shit. was so demonic. Like my
0: mom didn't allow me to play that shit yeah, in the house. It did sound like some Satan shit. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. super dark. And then my, my favorite track was with Biggie, like the one that they did with
1: Biggie. Oh, that was later, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah.
0: It was the second one. Second album. Yeah. yeah. That album. hmm Yeah, I ain't fuck with them like that. There was too much good rap out at right. that time to fuck with bone Right. It was like, Y'all gonna ignore all this dope shit? Nas is here. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Jay just coming out. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Wu Tang just bro.
1: Right, right.
0: <laughs> Y'all don't like that exhibits like, record is hot. Right. It was so many dope. Like rec- even, the alcoholics is out. Like even the yeah.
1: even the um even the the uh um the cast that was that wasn't underground. Right. it wasn't even known. It was like yeah, it was like a lot of good rap yeah. out there.
0: Man, Souls of Mischief is out.
1: Yeah, yeah. Kyro, Kyro's around. They're, they're pretty good. Yeah, I'd rather listen to them than Bone. A C alone got a record.
0: right. like, dude, anybody, man, shit. Ghetto yeah, no Boys got a new joint now. <laughs> right. Shoot. Um, didn't Snoop um, yeah,
1: Snoop. I was about Snoop to say, didn't, didn't um, Doggy Style come out around that time? Yeah, yeah.
0: Like, why would I listen to Bone when Doggy Style was out? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. If I want gangster rap, <laughs> yeah. that's where I'm going. That's the pinnacle of all that shit. Right. Fucking doggy style. It's yeah. one of the best records ever. Yeah. And we sitting around listening to thuggy for ruggish bone, like that shit is next level. <laughs> <laughs> we need to be ashamed of ourselves. Right. It's like, no thank you. Yeah, give me some shiznit over that any yeah, yeah, Snoop D O double G. Please, yeah. Morphin. Alright. We back. we back in the place. Talking about things. Mm-hmm. Topics we have many bullet points this evening and we're going to talk about live events how to throw live events and we've thrown many and so uh you know the categories and the things that my man wanted me to touch on one of the things was venues mm-hmm. when it comes to throwing a live event venue is hella important
1: it's, it's no, probably
0: it's probably one of the most important things it's just like any like as they say for real estate in businesses, location, location, location. Straight up, yeah. It's the same thing for throwing shows. Your location can be the difference between, you know, people saying, I'll definitely be there right. or I'm not fucking with that spot. Right. So I don't know. Straight up. And I could say that I've I just dealt with that this weekend Mm -hmm. from the two years prior. The last show I did was at double happiness. You know, Columbus, when you call double happiness and it's kind of off the beaten path downtown and a side of downtown where people don't really like to go because of parking, because there's nothing else really over there. There's nothing else really down there. Yeah. And so people don't just go down there. And go to other places. You right. got to go there specifically to see something, and it was harder to get people out there. Yes, I went from that to doing a, a, a show somewhere locally. Um, I'm sorry, not locally, but like centrally located. Right, and packing it out. Yes, and to tell the truth, I didn't work half as hard on a promo <laughs> as right. I did when I was doing the shows at the other spot.
1: Yeah, so well, worked, because
0: you knew. I think, I mean, you had
1: an idea that, because we've been doing the shows at Double Happiness for a minute, and it's always difficult to get people to come down, no matter who's there. Yes. It's always hard to get people to come down there. I mean, we've had, I remember going to shows where there were national acts that were, you know, pretty nice
0: size acts, you know, nice size underground acts that still only had maybe 75 you know 80 people there right right you know, just we, because of where it was and it reminds me of when we were at a open mic eagle show a couple weeks ago right and uh he did a show across the street from where i just played at uh-huh. centrally located and he was like who are all you people and where were you <laughs> at the first six times i played here at double happiness because <laughs> right. he had never seen that many people in the room before exactly and
1: that was one of the people i was talking about
0: yeah and we've seen him play there i've seen him play there in front of 10 people mm-hmm. 15 people it was never a lot of people there mm-hmm. and he would come there every four or five months yeah and he just couldn't get over the thing. And as soon as he plays a show outside of there, right. packed, packed out. And with people who I know had not seen him at the other spot.
1: Right, and I mean, and it wasn't like he didn't have no fans there. No. Like it was mad fans there, <laughs> quoting like mad yes, bars. they knew the words shit. <laughs> Yeah.
0: So yeah, venue, uh, we say all that to say this, venue is very, very important. So not only like the location of a venue plays a part, but you know, a venue also has a reputation Mm-hmm. That precedes it, right? You and I have been a part of venues that had good reputations, and sometimes we played at places that had shitty reputations. We could look at, like, Bernie's in Columbus, for example. Mm-hmm. It was known to be a dirty, shithole where you didn't want to use the bathroom right and people would end up probably fighting for whatever reason but it was good music there great music
1: <laughs> that was the only positive oh, and cheap drinks yes
0: cheap drinks, cheap drinks great, great music, music. Yeah. and you knew everybody there yeah but you knew it was gonna be some crazy shit sometimes there yeah it was grimy always right, it was grimy but it was the only place to go get that that music back then right but in that case the the quality of the event you know offset the shittiness of the venue right 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 you know but most of the time you want to make sure you're choosing a venue that actually has all the positives going in its favor so that you don't have to work double hard and pass out a million flyers to get people there yeah i've played it out of town in many places where sometimes I'm the first hip hop guy to play in certain venues. Mm-hmm. And they'll say, hey, look, man, we just got this spot, they haven't done anything hip hop. It lines up right with you coming in town. And that's basically what's going on with my Orlando show and my Buffalo show on this tour. Mm-hmm. They're in venues where they haven't really had, they're brand new venues that haven't had any real live performers or hip hop there. And so oh, also my second dating show that I'm playing on the way back from this tour mm-hmm. is a spot called Hannah's that's brand new. Even at my show this past weekend, they were like, where's your next show? I'm at like Hannah's, they're just like, what's that? <laughs> word no one in my show had been to the spot it's that new Mm -hmm. and so uh but that's good in a sense because now you get to be the person who's you know associated with that venue's quality and if they continue to book quality acts then you become a part of that legacy of that venue Mm -hmm. you know and not just uh another factor that deals with the venues that we should talk about is staff yes who works there yeah. does the person who does the booking there care about you and your show right do they have enough staff uh, to handle your you what know, that security that look like yeah you know what that doorman you know what's his attitude like yeah. sound man sound man does he care yeah <laughs> Yeah. does he know what he's doing yeah yeah because if he doesn't care then your show will suck oh yeah the quality of your event will, will suffer because your sound man shows up at doors mm-hmm. with a bad attitude right and he don't like rap yeah that's it. It's lights out for your show. No matter how nice you are. Because you're going to cuss him out. You're yeah. going to be mad. Like, yeah. motherfucker, you late. How dare you have an attitude? Right. But you can't do that because you need to have a good show. Mm-hmm. And so venue is super duper important. And, and and also I want to dive in on something that you talked about with like uh, how people associate with a venue. And certain, you don't have to work as hard. I didn't have to work quite as hard this time because the venue was a better partner with me promotionally. Yeah they were much better at saying, okay, well, hey, we've got this live event page, we've got this, we're active on our social media, Mm -hmm. we're gonna continue to promote this and continue to push the ticket links for six, eight weeks in advance. And that's the same shit that I would do on my end, but I wouldn't see a lot of venues doing all the time. And so, when you got a venue who's the right venue, then they look at the show with you as a partnership. Mm -hmm. Not like them doing you some favor, or not like it's all your job. They wanna do a successful event together. Right. So, I mean, and, and it only
1: really makes sense for that because if it's successful, more money they make at the bar. Yes. You know, the more money, whatever, depending on if they have other things there at the venue. It makes sense for it to be a partnership because
0: they want to make money. That's a fact. But you would be surprised. Oh, yeah. I already know. Babe. I already know, <laughs> You bro. know, right? Like how many venues drop the ball? Yeah. I already know. You know, we've showed up. There was a story I told. I don't know if we told us podcast, but there was a story. When me and rj were on tour in 2004 i think 2003 right after eight million stories came out we had a show headlining show in fort collins colorado mm. we get to the venue and uh we get to the venue and the people working at the venue were hanging up posters for our show wow night of yes mm. inside the venue they're hanging up posters and we're looking at the, the posters and we're like hey man we're here right now. Yeah, we're here already. Right? <laughs> Why are they just now hanging up these posters, bruh? Mm-hmm. We look at the posters. The posters have a completely different date. Completely different date. And they're just hanging them up. And we say, hey, man, I think we got a problem tonight. I don't think the show's going to go that well.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Why would you say that, Al?
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, that flyer right there, we are so, we're here. We're here. You know what I mean? And so they wanted to try to cancel the show. Mm-hmm. And we had to basically like continue to push the show and try to get people out at the last minute turnout ended up being one of the worst turnouts of that tour mm-hmm. but obviously it was because the venue didn't do their part to to make sure they had the right date to make sure their promo was out there early cuz even though they were wrong they were still only a week early on the flyers that they were hanging so they had dropped the ball either way it went wow. you know what i mean like you should have those things up more than a week early All right, right? Um, but if you don't have that piece in place with the venue and their support for your event, then your event is gonna probably suffer. Yes, definitely. So that's venues, and uh, you know that's that's a lot. Well, do. also with venue size of the venue.
1: Yes, capacity. Yes, because you could have you could have fifty people in a five hundred cap room, mm. or fifty people in a hundred cap room.
0: Mm. Completely different shows. Mm. Speak on it, my brother. <laughs> completely different show. Same energy on stage. Everything. Completely different show. And I can say that as a man who's taken those dives in many big rooms. Oh yes, it's uncomfortable. I, me and um, I remember me and Idea played
1: a spot. I think it was in Houston, Texas. I want to say, probably a twelve hundred cat room. Mm.
0: Yeah, you already know it's dark. Oh, it's all dark. And Houston is a hard market. Super hard for everybody. Dog. So it was twenty people there. Twelve hundred cat
1: like it was it was like the newport with yeah. 20 people in it
0: <laughs> yo i took a nose dive like that in fargo once uh. i walked in the venue like Where's the small room at?
1: <laughs> for me?
0: Yeah. I was like, clearly there's a small room. Because when they booked me for it, I remember there being this huge room that mm. I played with Atmosphere. And then there was like a small little sidebar thing. Right. And I'm thinking, like, hey, why is everybody here? Why don't we go to the small room where the show is happening at? Right. They're like, no, Blueprint, you're in here. <laughs> I'm like, dude, this room is fucking 1,500 capacity. Yeah, you bro. can get 800 people in the balcony of this motherfucker. Crazy. I was like, this is out of hand. <laughs> <laughs> it's all bad. Because I was like, yo, there's no way they're going to pay me for this shit. Like you said, it's like 15, 20 people there. Yeah. I was like, they're not going to pay me. This is bad. They wrote the check. They they paid me. Right. I don't know how. Right. I
1: mean, and, I mean, but that that's a good promoter, too. Because and then the promoter's like, I fucked up. Yeah. Because you didn't book the venue. <laughs> no, You didn't say like, yo, you know, this is how many people I think going to come to the show. Yeah. That's not on you. And if the promoter gave you a guarantee, yeah, because of what he booked and what he expected <laughs> and he brought he dropped the ball,
0: he should still write that check. Yeah. That's was, not on you. No, nah, but it was still it was very embarrassing. Oh, of course. Of course. Because you know when you're playing in a room that size, like they got the AC is real cold in there. <laughs> yeah. Unless you get like eight hundred bodies, it feels like you in a freezer. It's yeah. like, damn, it's cold in this room. Why we got all these security and staffing? <laughs>
1: more staff than it was it was there. It was
0: more staff than <laughs> fans in there man more bartenders than attendees
1: that's horrible it was
0: awful it's so bad and i was just, i felt so guilty taking that check though no. <laughs> <laughs> when i took it i just like okay just i had to practice taking a check before i took the check that's funny that's okay when you go up there yeah don't say nothing about the turnout Do right. not apologize. Keep a straight face, blueprint. Right. Just say, I preach, thanks, <laughs> Thank you. appreciate you. Thanks. Thanks. Appreciate y'all, man. It. See y'all around next time. <laughs> <laughs> I had to keep a straight face, man, because I was like, yo, this is so embarrassing, man. It's My so feelings bad. is hurt. And plus, yeah. I don't want to go over there like, man, I'm so sorry. No one came out. I ain't shit, you know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> right well ain't nobody shit in a fucking 2000 capacity room in fargo yeah this is a big fucking city man i mean a little ass city with a 2000 cap room yeah you gotta be the man to put bodies in there yo yeah yeah that shit was bad but i took that check (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah you got but to got bro it was, a,
0: it was a big check too. like I cause it, cause it was a big room <laughs> yeah, the check reflected the room right right it wasn't a little room check <laughs> I would been crazy not
2: to take that check bro. I'm
0: like no you taking that man. Yeah. You, you just practice your straight face and you take that check graciously as possible partner, right. because you don't hit looks like this every day nah <laughs> somebody like, I take this L and yeah. uh, you, you use that man yeah, that you did your job it. right you, you rap did, you yeah. play
1: for hours you still with 20 people, 24 right. hours. Who cares if
0: <laughs> more fucking bartenders than attendees in this <laughs> money? Yeah, <that's-> who cares? <laughs> That's you what, did what you were supposed to do yeah you did your job man that's what they hired you for <laughs> right you know what i'm saying i fulfilled my contract exactly so yeah man so see so yeah, size isn't mad important <laughs> so like and what i try to tell a lot of artists i say look man if you have a choice between venues to play and you don't know mm-hmm. always err on the side of the smaller yep, venue. No go smaller because the, the worst case scenario is you sell it out right you know what I mean you, you sell it out and people are uncomfortable Yeah, that it may seem bad like oh man we ain't got enough room in here everybody's yeah. tight but that actually helps the energy of the show
1: yeah even if it's only 100 cap yeah sell that bitch out sell that motherfucker out yeah that way you know
0: next time okay yeah. I'm gonna go up to the 250 right you know even if it's 50 cap yo this is just a small little you know studio space you know right. get 50 people in here pack out Pack it out at 50. Hell yeah. And you will have a quality event more so than choosing, like you're saying, a 250 room right. and putting 50 people in there, putting 30 people in there. Nah, that's not a good look. Not tight. Choose the small room, execute there, and uh, put on a quality event. Yep, yeah, straight up. So that's the first factor? That's it. Okay, we'll take a break. All right. To all the listeners of the Super Duty Tough Work podcast, this is Blueprint, here to announce that I have a brand new album titled two-headed monster that will be available on may 22nd 2018 on Weightless recordings the album is produced entirely by yours truly and features guest appearances from a few people that i've wanted to collaborate with for a long time like slug of atmosphere ac alone mr Liff, wordsworth superstition and high Slow. Two-Headed Monster will be the first full-length album that I've released since we've been doing this podcast. So to everybody that listens to us every week and is inspired by or helped by what we do here, I'm asking you to support me and this podcast by pre-ordering your copy of the project right now on waitlist.net. As I like to say, spread the word about good music socially and support good music financially. As usual, we've got a few different pre-order packages for you to choose from. Whether that's the regular CD version or the Deluxe CD package, the regular LP or the Deluxe LP package, the regular MP3 or the Deluxe MP3 package, or the t-shirt package that comes with a t-shirt and a blueprint lapel pin, something we've never done before, with either the Deluxe CD or the vinyl package. Whatever format you need, We got you covered. And just so you know, there will only be 500 copies of the vinyl available and it will be clear vinyl this time. We've done red, we've done orange, we've done blue, and now we're doing clear vinyl. So don't sleep. All pre-orders will ship out to arrive on May 22nd, which is well in advance of the official release date. So if you're listening to this, head over to waitlist.net right now and order your copy i'm really proud of this record and 100 confident that you're gonna dig it too to recap my new solo album two-headed monster will be out may 22nd on waitlist recordings and is pre-ordering right now on waitlist.net now back to the show
2: hey! <laughs> <It's your job. laughs>
0: All right, man, the most infamous podcast on planet Earth. <laughs> nah, I me. Mean, you know what I'm saying? Back in your life with more episodes. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Bullet points and such.
2: Bullet points and such.
0: Full clip. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Brat, brat. <laughs> Blasting on these fools with bullet points. Drive by. Bullet points. You know what I'm saying? S- <laughs> Sniper on the roof. Yeah, with hollow tip bullet points and such. <laughs> You know can't miss navy seal with the bullet points <laughs> accurate from a thousand yards away so yeah we talk about promoting uh quality events throwing quality, quality events man and uh we talked about venues now we're gonna talk about uh, the performers mm-hmm. this is a very important thing a lot of people really underestimate the power of having the right performers on yeah. your show and what that means. So when you're looking at an event understand that yes, having a good date is impo- is good, right? right? Having the dope venue is good, right? But you have to have performers on your bill that people want to see. Yeah, exactly. You got to have people who are not overexposed. Mm-hmm. You know, every city no matter where you're at, you're going to have artists who may be the most popular artists there. Right. And then you're going to have artists who are the most active. Mm -hmm. Very rarely is the most active the most popular. (laughs) Very rarely. You know, there are guys who are active in terms, they'll play a show every three weeks. Mm -hmm. There's not a bill you don't see them on. But what you notice about these guys is they very rarely take a break from playing shows and they very rarely headline their own shows. Right. They're always on everybody else's shit. Right. And that hurts their draw. Mm-hmm. So understand that when you're booking performers, one factor you want to look at is the activity of the artist you're booking. Right. Are they too active to draw on the show? I've done shows where I've booked people and they played the show like say my show is three months out. Mm-hmm. They'll play a show two months out. Right. Or. A month out, but not tell me when I booked them. I booked them like, hey man, you know, if you could, please don't play nothing. Leading up to, oh yeah, I got you Brent. Boom, I'm like, I did that a month ago though. Yeah, it was a whole month. It was a whole month, man. Nah, bruh. Completely different people like, nah man, this is gonna hurt, you know what I mean? But I still do what I'm supposed to do and I still pay them when I'm supposed to pay them. I just can't book them again after that because it's like, you kinda did me dirty. Yeah. But the point is that you have to look at the activity of the artist. You want them to be active enough where people want to see them, but not so active to where people feel like they can see them at any time. Right. And that's a fine line to draw. You know, it's not, it's not It's hard. It's hard to draw that line. Yeah. And and we've, we've always kind of had our own philosophy on it where we don't take too many shows.
1: Oh yeah. 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 And try to, I mean, and also try to book people that we know have fan bases, but aren't, you know, playing every week. Yes. You know, playing, you know what i'm saying it's it, like it's your show i mean i had never seen speak yeah you know what i'm saying seeing john rat nobody had seen that yeah. in a long time yeah and seeing mortimer i didn't even know who mortimer was <laughs> exactly you know what <laughs> i'm saying so that was great and then it was all good music you yeah. know what i'm
0: saying so you know not mad at it yeah it's true another another factor in addition to the activity of artists you select is going to be like um the number of artists on the bill <sighs> This is where a lot of hip-hop people get it wrong. No more than three openers. In hip-hop, though, yeah. we, we'll we throw 13 openers on there. Oh, easy. Oh, he only doing one song. Yeah, and wonder why the crowd show up late. Bruh. Do you think that the average person looks at all 13 of those openers and said, Ooh, I got to get there early for this? <laughs> Right, only Ooh, rappers do that. I can't believe Maybe it. rappers. Maybe rappers. We do don't that. even want to hear that shit. Oh, yeah, not now. No. We veterans like, in this shit now. You look at a flyer and you say, God damn, I'm going to get there at midnight. Right. I don't want to see none of this shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's only two people I want to see. <laughs> right. I don't know. I've never heard of none of these 13 right. people. None of them. Who are they? And none their names of them. be all ridiculous, you yeah. know, implying that they're just not professional. Too. Spelled all incorrect. Yeah, whack name rappers. <laughs> Just With Z's, 13 of them mad, hip hop spelling mad Z's at the end of their man, yeah, a couple lulls in there, and just you know, a couple acronyms <laughs> thrown in. It's like, I'm not going to this, I'm not sitting through this just to see the one person I want to see. I'm yeah. going to show up at midnight, right? Because that's probably when most of this bullshit will be done. Yeah. And w- we do it in hip hop, and I don't know why, I think it's just we're afraid. To commit to having two or three artists Mm -hmm. who draw. And what I've seen is that like when you got quality artists Mm -hmm. who we said who actually draw and don't play themselves out, then you don't have to put 13 of them on the bill. Exactly. You don't have to. An example is this is just like the the show we just played in Dayton Mm -hmm. uh, Saturday night. Me, Tino and another guy named Juni D. We did me and Tino have done this thing the last couple of times I played down there where it's just me and me and him. Mm-hmm. And what we'll do is we'll do kind of like a co headlining thing where, well, the first time we did it, he played 30, I played 30, he played 30, then I played 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Instead of us playing like an hour each, we just broke it up so that our fans, because he draws well there and he's well known there. So we just do that. And we noticed when we did that, we were drawn just as much as the shows who had, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. five, six, seven, ten 10 openers. Oh, yeah. We're like, well, why? And the people who came actually watched the whole show, right? Enjoyed it. They didn't just watch their friends and leave. Mm hmm. You know, so so that was a factor. So it's um, it's one of those things where like less is more. And we did the same thing this weekend where it was like it was just me and him. We're like, hey, want to throw on someone else just to make sure that like, you know, we had some flexibility. Cool. Well, he he found a cat there who was dope, younger cat. He opened, did a joke. He only played twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. Then Tino played. Then I played. Then Tino closed out the night. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We didn't need, and we had more people out than the last time. Yeah, made more money than the last time. So it's like, well, wait a minute. This whole thing about needing all these artists on a hip hop bill to get people out is a lie, oh, yeah, it's not true. People do that because they're afraid to get the the two or three artists who actually do draw and pay them properly,
1: or maybe they just don't know. Like <sighs> sometimes that's a problem. If you, you know, we'll go into this when we talk about the promoters, but sometimes the promoters just they might not know, yeah, who to get. You know what I'm saying? They might think that, Oh well, he's a good rapper and he's a good rapper. Not knowing that he does trap and he does you know b boy music. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's you have to make sure that you're putting the right people together in the right spaces. You know,
0: and not too many of them. Yeah, yeah, and and you know, and then you also have like this the the promoters who were kind of like, oh, we'll talk about this next. Yeah, we'll talk. I don't want to go in on them too much Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, like uh, so less is more when it comes to performers. Mm -hmm. I'm a big fan of that. Like you don't need so pick two or three. Artists who you see who have something unique going on that are not overexposed and who want to help you do a great event because that matters as well. You know, um, what I also look for when I'm looking at people who to perform is like who actually does something on social media. Mm -hmm. You don't want the artists who necessarily. Oh, I hate social media. I hate Twitter. I hate Facebook. I hate Instagram because if they hate Instagram, they're not going to post about your show. Right. You know, that your show is not important enough to make them start liking that shit. Mm-hmm. And so to me, it's like, well, let me make sure. And even if they're not a strong internet person, maybe they're a strong community person. Right. Right? Like the internet isn't everything. Maybe there's a person who's out and about all the time. Mm-hmm. We've seen crews where they were just like the most active drinking guys have crazy draws. Right. You could, Yeah, they can rap too, but like just being social on some. Those my dudes, they're everywhere. Oh, they got a show tonight? I'm going. I mean, that was spitball back in the day. Yeah. You know the, what I'm saying? <laughs> spitball ain't never passed out. No flyers. No. But all the shows were packed. <laughs> right. Just because they were those dudes. They were those guys, man. And, and having a strong connection with your community matters. So that's another factor to pay attention to, man. Like, how strong is their connection? You know, have the, the right people on. Less is more. Have active artists. And I would also say... Choose performers who, as you mentioned earlier, earlier compliment what you do. Yeah. You don't want to do a show where everyone sounds like you right. or, or does what you do, right? Because then the crowd who comes to see you will be exhausted by the time you play. You want people who compliment you. They may have one joint in their catalog that kind of sound like something you do, but the way they presented it is, is different. Yeah, completely different. You don't want them to offend your fan base, right? Right. So, But you want to put performers on who are quality, which is why, you know, I typically would only have one uh group on any show I play on who has live instruments. Yeah. I would never want a bunch of that if I'm having anything to do with it. Right. So like I can put on a band early because I know that there's not an instrument in their band that I play. Right. They don't have a trombone or a guitar in their band. So there's one or a keyboardist. So we're not stepping on each other's Mm -hmm. toes in that regard, right? They don't even have a vocalist. Right. Uh so so it, it works out really well. They're an instrumental rock band. So I don't even have to worry about so it's just vibe shit. Like when people are like it's just some, some hard ass psychedelic rock shit. Yeah. Then I think people who are into to drums and breaks and records are like, mm-hmm. ooh, I'd sample that. Right. You right. know? That's and what I was thinking. I, yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> that's like they need to record this shit.
1: Yeah, that's just hard.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and so that that's kind of what I was going for. And then you look at like like we're saying, like Speak Williams, he's more kind of like poet, MC, freestyler. Mm-hmm. But my crowd doesn't know about him. Like right. me and him have completely different crowds, but we do do some similar th- things in terms of like like our our subject matter sometimes, right? But because we never played together, we got we got to bring those two crowds together. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Rogers like we talking about, he's a he's an instrumentalist, but he decided to rap that night, mm-hmm. so people didn't even know what the fuck to expect. So the show was completely different, and the way he presented it was completely fucking different. So I think those are the decisions you want to make. You don't want to choose a bunch of dudes if you're the tra- I, if I was a trap rapper, I wouldn't even play with trap artists. Hell no, I wouldn't want nobody with more high hats than me on the show. <laughs> <laughs> right like dog you got just as many hi-hats as me you right. can't play together man right i need to play with somebody with no hi-hats right who got who got zero hi-hats let's right. play a show who rapping together the loops yeah who rapping <laughs> in the loops let's do the show because we can get all these people in the same room and then see what happens mm-hmm. you know but you can't choose people who all sound like you or else you know you wear the crowd out and people get tired of it
1: yeah yeah there's no excitement no you know, it's nothing to look forward to uh-uh. you know it's like uh
0: another another one yeah it was another show they always play together yeah beats sound the same yeah and even you and i we don't play together that much Nah, we don't like we really haven't played i'm trying to think the last rap show we did together like a rap show might have been at new year's eve when we did yeah with
1: um with when um when when the abilities came yeah
0: end of 2015 2016 i think or whatever yeah that was the last show we technically did together yeah we've been on each other like uh, you've hosted my shows and vice versa it's like Yeah, we just ain't done this because we don't want to wear out that thing. Right. So when people say, "Oh, we want a greenhouse show," yeah, cool. Yeah, it'll be a special occasion. Right. We can ask for that bag. (laughs) Right. And and
2: we know the bag
0: will be
1: right. Yes, yes,
0: yes. The bag. So we know that it'll be it's special. It's not something that we played out. Right. So that's the performers. Yes, sir. Okay. So uh, we'll take a break. Yes, sir. for those who don't know me and dj detox will be heading out on the two-headed monster tour which will be running from may 25th through august 6th and visiting over 50 cities i'm not sure where you live but chances are we will be bringing this tour to your city here are the dates and cities we've got confirmed so far may 25th columbus ohio may 26th, dayton ohio may 31st nelsonville ohio june 1st Asheville, north carolina june 2nd boone north carolina June 3rd, Raleigh, North Carolina. June 4th, Charlotte, North Carolina. June 5th, Columbia, South Carolina. June 6th, Atlanta, Georgia. June 7th, Dunedin, Florida. June 8th, Cape Coral, Florida. June 9th, Orlando, Florida. June 10th, Jacksonville, Florida. June 12th, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. June 13th, New Orleans, Louisiana. June 14th, Houston, Texas. June 15th, Austin, Texas. June 16th, San Antonio, Texas. June 17th, Dallas, Texas. June 19th, Santa Fe, New Mexico. June 20th, Flagstaff, Arizona. June 21st, Las Vegas, Nevada. June 23rd, Santa Cruz, California. June 24th, Berkeley, California. June 26th, Stockton, California. June 27th, Sacramento, California. June 28th, State Line, Nevada, or Lake Tahoe. June 29th, Salt Lake City, Utah. June 30th, Idaho Falls, Idaho. July 1st, Boise, Idaho. July 2nd, Portland, Oregon. July 3rd, Bend, Oregon. July 4th, Hood River, Oregon. July 5th, Seattle, Washington. July 6th, Spokane, Washington. July 7th, Nelson, BC. July 8th, Calgary, Alberta. July 10th, Great Falls, Montana. July 12th, Denver, Colorado. July 13th, Tulsa, Oklahoma. July 14th, Kansas City, Missouri. July 15th, Lincoln, Nebraska. July 16th, Columbia, Missouri. July 17th, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. July 18th, Traverse City, Michigan. July 19th, Ann Arbor, Michigan. July 20th, Oshkosh, Wisconsin. July 21st, Minneapolis, Minnesota. July 22nd, Duluth, Minnesota. July 26th, Evansville, Indiana. July 27th, back in Dayton, Ohio. July 28th, Columbus, Ohio at the 2x2 Fest. July 30th, Portland, Maine july 31st philadelphia pennsylvania there will be one more additional week that we're adding and some dates that we're adding right now but right now this is what we got confirmed uh, for more information or to buy tickets on these tour dates please visit printmatic.net backslash tour dates again that's printmatic.net backslash tour dates if you listen to this podcast come check out one of the shows and introduce yourself i will see y'all there now back to the show the sound of a great podcast
1: yeah yo just side note mm-hmm. like it was my first time going on itunes and really looking at the podcast it's mm-hmm. mad comments on there really reviews. dope comments the reviews are really like make you feel good yeah make you, make you feel like you're doing something right yeah. you know i was re- i read all of them i was like that's dope i, I just felt real like warm inside after <laughs> <read> That shit. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Mushy. It does make you feel good though. Like, yeah. oh, people are listening. Yeah, they like it. They yeah. really like the shit. Yeah, you know? man. Like, and they could, get shit from it. So we are of service to our community. Of service. That is what we are. We are providing a service. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, let me see where we at. We at promoters. Trey. number three. Promoters. Okay. Bam, bam, bam. <laughs> Let's talk about the X factor in any show. Promotion. Mm. promoters Mm. when you throw a show you got two ways of doing it either you do it yourself and you promote or you work with a promoter who books you to do an event we're gonna talk about the latter scenario Mm. where you get booked by a promoter Mm. how do you decide (laughs) who to roll with and how does that decision influence the quality of your show very 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 seriously man listen the X factor, it can make or break you. Yeah. One of the main things I look at when it comes to a promoter is their history. Oh yeah. What is their past history? What kind of success or failures have they had? Who have they booked? Do I know who they have booked? So I can make a phone call? <laughs> Check the references, what the right. references look like. Hey, hey, Right. what do you know about such and such? Yeah. Hey, my man Shady booked you last year. How he treats you, bro? Yep be honest yeah (laughs) you gotta hit your people up because history like look at look at what they do everything from the venues that they are throwing their events in to the flyers to how how well the flyers are designed or not designed Mm -hmm. um to the the style of event like we're saying are there always 14 openers on their show Mm -hmm. um do their shows even run on time Right. Are the shows organized? Do people come to their Do shows? Do people come out? Right? <laughs> Do people respect their name when they see their their brand on that flyer and say, "You know what? This guy always throws dope and fence. Yeah. If if that stuff is not there, then you should be very very careful about who you're allowing to promote your event yes it can be very dark at times yeah yeah and, and you know we've done show, there's no guarantees right like right, of course there's times when i've done shows with people with no history who've mm-hmm. done an amazing job mm-hmm. and there's been times i've done shows with people with history who just dropped the ball mm-hmm. maybe they had too much shit going on maybe they had an event the week before or something was going on in their family and they couldn't really promote my event properly Mm -hmm. but then I had guys who I was like do you even promote events right they're like no but I'll promote yours right and I'm like all right let's try it and it ends up being the dopest shit ever sometimes you don't know so another thing you have to look at to follow up on that is their intention right is do they really care about the music right do they really like your shit are they fans of yours yeah because if, I'm a firm believer that if someone really cares and is invested in you emotionally and mm. your, your success, then they will go the extra mile. Yeah. They'll go way above and beyond what the person who's just in it for the numbers of it will do. Right, right? so like I've had things where like, say, if I, if I go back and talk about, like, my time touring in Florida, you know, as as you know and everyone else knows, like, I started going to Florida heavily around 2011. And I started going in the winters due to my guy Swanberger. You know, me and him had to talk about doing these winter tours in Florida. And I was like, you know what, let's do it this year. So I'll just come down for a week. When we first started doing that, you know, we were just building it up because no one was doing it. Mm-hmm. So the first time we went, we booked, like, three or four shows. And it was it was a little hard to book, right? Then we booked it. The next year, way easier to book, added two more markets. Mm-hmm. Every time we did it, we added one or two more markets. So by the time we got to 2014, uh, the Respect to Architect Tour, because I've been coming down there every winter, whether mm-hmm. I had an album or not, playing uh, headlining shows, We we played like nine shows in Florida. We were in Florida two weeks. Mm-hmm. The second two weeks of the tour was all Florida dates, and they were all dope. Every single one of them was dope, but that wouldn't have happened had I not had a promoter Mm. who was interested in in investing in me as an artist who believed like the promoter has to believe. And me and my guy Swam talk about this all the time that about how his job is to set them up. My job is to knock them down. Yeah, he has to set the table knowing and trusting that I'm going to come through and kill it right because there's nothing worse than as a promoter putting your name on a line vouching for something vouching for someone's talent and they drop the ball yeah they suck they suck they mess up your reputation <sighs> they're late yeah or they cancel right or they try to you know what i'm saying like or they're just rude yeah they cut out the sound man yeah <laughs> at the venue you throw shows at uh, all the time Ah. <laughs> Come on, man. This shit happens all the time. I know, right. I know, I know. Someone and you put in weeks and months and besides that, the, the monetary investment that a promoter has in you mm-hmm. because they want to do something dope that right. they're proud of. You have to find those people and you have to, to understand that th- their investment in you comes with the expectation that you kill shit. Right. And when You can find those people that's when you're going to have a lot of success. So it's not just finding a promoter, mm-hmm. it's finding the right promoter. Yeah, definitely. You know, and so, like we talked about, the factors there are their history, their experience. Do they have history? Do they have experience? And if they don't, what's their energy like? Right. You know, maybe they don't know, but maybe they're one of those persons who's just like, you know what? I'm going to do this right the first time. I'm going to kill it. I'm, then maybe you take a chance with them yeah. because maybe you haven't worked with them before. Maybe the people you're working with now are just doing an average job so you can take a chance.
1: Yeah, it's some people that don't even throw shows. They might, Your show might be the only show they ever do. It's, it's true. You know, because we've had people that like, I don't even do this, but I knew you guys <laughs> were coming. Somebody said they needed some help. So, you know,
0: I put it together. Yeah, but they don't even do the shit. It's But true. they love the music and they get people out yeah and they get people out you know so so that's what you need man like you if you're gonna deal with a promoter look at their commitment look at their attitude you know um like like we talked about relationships are there people talking bad about that promoter (laughs) you know what i mean does that promoter have a good name when you talk about that promoter in their town or to other artists Mm -hmm. what's their facial expression do right oh yeah that's my man right there (laughs) oh or is it oh you working with him Mm -hmm. okay good luck man i mean it'll be cool it'll be cool man you know what I'm saying you, you dope so you'll get some people out you yeah. know what I mean do they give you that right or they say oh man that's my man your show's gonna be crazy right like you, you want the first one <laughs> yeah you don't want that old word yeah I think you'll be okay anyway you, you he, might he, be cool you might be, cool. be alright yeah <laughs> he does his thing yeah he does alright yeah you want them to vouch he've he done a couple good shows <laughs> right, he, did right. a few, he did a few good ones yeah every now and again he'll do something cool man <laughs> you know or, you know, I don't really mess with his events. But right. you know what I mean? But you don't. Yeah. Right. I'll be there for you. Yeah, but I don't really I don't really
1: fuck with him like
0: that. Yeah, that's that's when you get worried. The whole I don't really fuck with him like that. Right. That's a red flag. Yeah. <laughs> or if they be like, who? Yeah, yeah, that's even worse than a red yeah. flag. That's worse. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing a show, blah blah bring me down. Who the fuck is that?
1: Who is that? I ain't never heard of What venue
0: he be throwing stuff at? <laughs> oh, he throwing me at the blah 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 venue. What, what
1: venue is yeah, that? Where is that at? That's I ain't the never worst. heard of that
0: venue. That's the worst. It's on Bubba. You sure? Yeah, man. I'm looking here on, on Google Maps, man. I'm not seeing this venue that you planted. <laughs> that's the worst. This shit is closed, dog. <laughs> you <better> call him? <laughs> your shit is in trouble, man. Your shit's in jeopardy. Oh man. <laughs> so yeah, so that's that's your promoters, man. But the point is that is this. Who, who you do business with as far as promotion is just as important as what the show itself is. Yes. Right. If you, if you, you can bring a great show to a shitty promoter mm-hmm. and no one will come. Yeah. Just like you can bring an average show to a great promoter and people will come out. Yeah. They'll pack it out. Yeah. Like a great promoter just knows how to energize people and bring them together to an event in their community. And that's why that's the X factor, man, because promoters are as different as the day is you know they're they're people man yeah they're just regular people a lot of them don't rap no they just this is what you know this is what they do or what they trying to do you know and and, and i noticed a long time ago that like promoters have different reasons for doing things right there are promoters who are strictly numbers people Mm -hmm. they're like i'll book any fucking thing any genre, any kind of music. I don't care who it is if the numbers work. right. I don't gotta like this shit. I'll sit here all night, work the door. I don't give a fuck. Let's get this money. Yeah. Then you got promoters who are like, the money is cool, but I want to bring something different. Mm-hmm. I want to bring, I feel like it's my duty to introduce people into dope shit. Right. So that's a different type of promoter. Then you have a different kind of promoter who's just like, I want to be the guy whose party it is. <laughs> right, right. It's right. my party. Welcome to my party. I'm the dude. Right, right. And they don't care about money. Right. They're just like, I want to be the guy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so it's diff- different promoters have different motivations. And and uh, sometimes you can make money and be that dude. Mm-hmm. You know, you can make money and bring cool acts. Or you can, make, or you can do something you like and make money too. It's right. not mutually exclusive, but there are a lot of guys who fit into those little cubes. You know what I'm saying? It's right. like, you know what? This guy right here, he don't even care about the show. Right, he just partying. He right. ain't paying no attention to this shit. He over there popping bottles and hanging out with chicks. He threw this show just so he could look cool to his friends. Yeah, he don't care about this shit. Yeah.
1: Good you, thing he already paid me. Yeah, be yeah. No, those be the dudes that pay you up front, right? Because they know they're gonna, they know up. They gonna be fucked up. I am not going to be able to count the doors. So here's
0: your check you already. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I just got you cash straight up. Yeah, right. So that's the third factor. The last one is uh community. And community, when we talk about that in terms of throwing a good event, community is basically like, how do you get people involved? How do you engage the people in that area uh, enough to get them out? Also, how do you target those people? How do you reach them? Because you can have the dope venue, you can have dope performers, you can have a great promoter, but if you don't know how to access the community that's into that thing, your show's not gonna be a success.
1: Yeah, nobody's gonna come.
0: No one's gonna come out. And so when it comes to community, what you have to do is look at people who are like, how do you reach them? So let's say we are underground hip hop artists, right? Right. Just like someone else might be a a metal artist, or just so that someone may be like a a noise band. There are pockets of the internet that cater to all of these niches. Mm -hmm. And just like there are pockets on the internet that cater to all of these specific little sub-genres of music, there are local entities that do as well. There are local venues that do as well. So like a venue like a, a Cafe Bourbon Street in Columbus. Right. That venue does not play no damn country. They don't do a lot of hip hop. <laughs> right. Uh, they mess with like punk rock, Yeah. and uh, you industrial know, indie shit. rock, industrial shit, yeah. experimental shit. That's what they do. Uh, What's the one down there? Is it space? Skylab? Skylab. Man. It's got same thing. They do the most experimental artsy music, like performance art stuff. It's called Skylab. Skylab, right? It's just a space. <laughs> they don't have a no real sound system. You come in there, you, you know you're gonna see some bugged out shit every night. Mm. The key to to uh, getting the, the the community involved is to go to those spaces where those people are already and, and engage them and provide something that they would like. Mm-hmm. So for us, maybe our fans are at, you know, if people want to. So a good example of this is so, you know, the show Friday night here in Columbus. Right. As you know, I'm playing the 2x2 festival later this summer. Right. So the 2x2 festival is not guessing about how to get Blueprint fans out. Right. They're showing up passing out flyers outside of Blueprint show. Exactly. Because yeah. they know that everyone on Blueprint show who's there will be more likely to check out the type of artists that they have on their bill. You know, their bill is just it's a bunch of guys like me. We all do different things, but it's underground hip-hop shit, yeah. right? And so that's a perfect event, like the Open Mic Eagle show. Yeah. Another perfect example of event where the person who's who's throwing that show says okay that's the community that i'm trying to target that's the community who will be the most likely to come out to our event and then they basically go there physically go there right Mm -hmm. like you don't i mean you don't have to physically go there right but i i personally know of no better way to engage Directly, I feel like a flyer put in someone's hand is usually worth more than you know an invite sent on Facebook. Yeah, because that's easier to ignore. Yeah, it's easier to ignore. Sometimes you're like, I'm not getting a Facebook. Yeah. yeah, who cares? Because yeah. usually, if you get a
1: flyer, at you leave in a show, you get a flyer, you put it in your car. Yes. And then you kind of forget about it yep. until you find it later. Yep. And you're like, oh, shit, this is next Friday. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. right. You
0: know, that's like usually how it happens. It is. and That's you what you know? want. You just want somebody to put that flyer in their pocket yeah. or their purse. Mm-hmm. And, and you know what I'm saying? I saw people at the show who I put flyers in their hands mm-hmm. multiple times in the weeks leading up to my show. And yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. I reminded them. And I'm pretty sure they probably saw it on Facebook, too. But the point is that I went to the people at places, at events where I knew that those people who liked the style of music that I was trying to promote were were gonna be at. Right. And it made my job that much easier. I didn't go to no fucking gangster rap show passing out blue for <laughs> Right, flyers. I didn't, I didn't go to no, no trap shit, no. I'm like, they're not gonna fuck with me. They yeah. might know who I am, But they're not coming to my motherfucking show, man. So let me just focus on this. I'll go to this open mic. I'll go to this thing. You know what I'm saying? I'll go to that event. And I just would go to the events. And some nights I might have only passed out 15, 20 flyers. Mm -hmm. But every time I passed out a flyer, I had a conversation. Mm -hmm. It wasn't just, yo, here go. Yo, here. It was like, no, hey, here's the event blah, 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 hope y'all can make it out.
2: Oh, what's this? Oh, I see you at blah, 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 yeah, da, da, da. Shit, he was out there with me one yeah, night. He yeah. was outside of the Overmite Eagles yeah. show with me,
0: uh-huh. passing them out. So like, you know how he was out there just chopping it up with people, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? As soon as the show ended. And that was us being where the people are who are into what we do. Yeah. It's a community, man. Yes, sir. So uh, let me think, let me think. Oh, man, I got more to add to that. Community. Once you got them in the building, what do you do? Mm. You gotta be professional, dog. Yes. You got to be professional because once you get people there, your job is not over. Oh, no. Your job is just beginning. (laughs) Getting people in the door is the start to your job. They, you know, you gotta you gotta keep
1: them engaged. Gotta you keep gotta them entertain engaged.
0: them, and and, and that just how you did this weekend. Mm-hmm. The reason I had a logic host my event is so that people don't feel lost when they' standing in there. <laughs>
1: right, they they know what's going. They know on. what's
0: going on. They know how much time they got. Mm-hmm. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is logic. I'm your host for the night. Yo, Mortimer's coming up in five minutes. So go ahead and get a drink if you got smoke. Get it started. We'll yep. be back here. We are gonna start in about five minutes. Y'all ready? Yeah. Okay. Make some noise. Ah. You know what I'm saying? That's a small thing, but it goes a long way in keeping people engaged. Yeah. So that the crowd is in a good mood. They don't. I've been to shows where no one said shit. Nah, you just wait and see. Oh, <laughs> I guess they' about to rap. You yeah. know what I'm
1: saying? Like, <laughs> I guess this is about to happen. Yeah. It.
0: You don't know how many performers are playing. You yeah. don't know shit. You don't know anything. You don't know when the headliners playing. Mm-hmm. They, and if it goes late, they don't tell you nope. that something is is off schedule you just guess so, so once you have them in the room be on time be professional have some music for the to listen to nothing's wrong with having a you know we have a DJ play our events mm-hmm. where he's sitting there and he's playing music to get you in the mood to, to, you know what I'm saying make you feel good about being there yeah. you know what I'm saying that shit matters I've been in shows where it's just dead silence that's horrible you know what I'm saying or they put on the jukebox uh, and it's like country music yeah or the pop sa- music the sound man picks what's playing yeah that's horrible he don't even like rap All right he out there playing his Pandora station. Like <laughs> right. why are you playing this music before a rap right. show, sound right. man. Right. And he's cause he just doesn't give a fuck. Nobody wanna hear no third eye blind no, right now. Man, <laughs> turn that off, man. I don't hear that shit. You know what I'm saying? No disrespect to third eye blind, but it's just not the time and place. Yeah, it's not the time and place. <laughs> not the show, bruh. You know, so so all of that shit is important. When you have people in the room, run your event on time. Mm-hmm. Stick to what you said, even if you feel like, you know what? I'm not going to have as many people out as I would if I ran it later. Try to run your events on time because when you run your events on time you get a reputation for that mm-hmm. and people will even if they don't the first time they will start coming on time right. because you create the culture of timeliness and that starts with you. So run your shit on time put people on stage who don't disrespect the crowd that's kind of important too. All right. Because a lot of artists, they'll disrespect the crowd. They'll disrespect the sound, man. You know what I mean? (laughs) Y'all motherfuckers whack. Y'all ain't feeling this? Oh, man. I thought y'all was real hip-hop heads. (laughs) Man, y'all ain't shit, man. Look, man, when I was in Louisville last night, they was loving this shit. Right. What's wrong with y'all? You know what rappers say? Just goofy shit to to piss off the people that they're trying to impress. But if you don't, you know, you got to manage that shit, man. Manage it. Manage everyone who's performing. Make sure they don't play too long yes but sometimes you gotta give a motherfucker the hey this the wrap it up b Mm -hmm. sign yeah the five minutes yeah give him that five minute sign man and follow that up with a you know tap on your wrist like the hey bud yeah hey bro tap that wrist like you gotta watch on it you know what i mean let them know what time it is yeah (laughs) yeah or else they'll keep going like Mm -hmm. yo can i do two more no actually you can't because you you're already three minutes over right that's another 10 minutes Right. You know, so uh, treat the people right, man. And I think that's how you engage the community, man. And at the end of the night, thank people for coming out. Yes. Thank people. It's a classy thing to do. You don't have to do it. Right. But what's wrong with saying, hey, man, I want to thank you all for coming out. Yeah, they didn't have to. They could have been anywhere else. They didn't have to spend They're five, 10, whatever,
1: you know, or even if it's free, they have to spend their time. Exactly. Watching you rap or watching you do whatever you're doing.
0: Yeah, because time is money. Definitely. And and in this era where people are more informed about more events than ever, the personal touch is going to be what separates Mm -hmm. things. You know, a a story along that lines, and I probably talked about it before, was how when I tour with Atmosphere, one thing he does, whenever he has a show that like sells out and there's like a long line he'll go out an hour before doors and everybody's who's in line he'll shake their hand thank them for coming out take pictures and sign whatever they want mm-hmm. he's walking a line of like 300 400 kids sometimes mm-hmm. he'll finish his sound check and he'll go right out there and do that hey thanks for coming out man appreciate y'all hey can we take a picture of course you know what i'm saying he'll have posters he'll sign posters give away posters sales some posters he I don't know of another artist on his level who done that. Right. it's like just 2,000 kids. These are big venues. Yeah. Huge venues. Yeah. 400, 500 kids outside. He's doing this for an hour before doors start thinking all those kids are coming out. Mm-hmm. And uh, th- that is how you engage the community because none of those kids will ever forget that. Right. They're being rewarded for having the patience to show up early and for, for investing into him. And he's making sure that their experience is something that that, that that's exceptional, man. Yeah. So, uh that's all I got. That's that's beautiful. Yeah, man. So that was you know promoting quality live events, man. So if you're at home and uh, you know you're thinking of throwing an event, you know take a stab at it, man. But just keep your keep your, your focus on quality, not yeah. on you know what I'm saying not on quantity. It's not how many events you throw. It's like throwing the right events. Yeah, you make know, sure. Yeah, make sure that that your community's
2: engaged. Pick
0: the right venue. Pick the right performers. Pick the right promoter. And and, uh, you'll be okay. Yeah. So that's it for this week. Word. Peace. Peace.
2: Thank you for listening to Super Duty Tough Work. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Follow the podcast on SoundCloud. Peace.
1: complex that nobody know about. I mean,
2: super duty, tough work.